Hello and welcome to Walks of Life, where we welcome people from around the world, all walks of life. People who have gone through a lot, have seen a lot, and are happy to share their stories and perspectives. My name is Maya Muller. Today I'm interviewing C.A.R., a musician who is known for her off-kilter electronic type music. Her name is Chloe Ronet. She's part Canadian, part French, co-host of the La Teta Toto show on NTS Radio and former singer of the cold wave band Baton. I have the benefit of being probably older than a lot of the people you're interviewing. Um, and I think that my body image has changed a lot since I turned 30. You know, I'm a lot more comfortable with my body, but it's something I really struggled with when I was um, a teenager and in my 20s. I had loads of insecurities and, you know, I, I had lots of issues um, surrounding my body and kind of just the way I felt. Um, mm. But yeah, the sort of the more years you're on this planet, the easier it gets. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I think that, you know, I've really blossomed in my 30s. I've, I imagine it's even more difficult for women today. I mean, looking back at some of the things that I was contending with, like, you know, in the, in the noughties, <laughs> was like that kind of early Vice magazine culture was really, really oh, misogynistic yeah. and really, really quite gross. And, you know, I look at the whole like Me Too movement and stuff and it's like, and even a lot, I've got a lot of young friends, some of my young female friends. Um, and, you know, they don't, there, there's never kind of been a question in their mind. I'm thinking of this one particular girl I know, Andrea Valenci, who does a similar thing to me, but she's, she's only 28. And she's got this amazing confidence and she's never really even considered that she couldn't do things because of her gender. But I, I found that, um, I found it was something that I, I sort of struggled with. And I got, you know, you, if, if you read those old magazines, like, it's just shocking, some of the stuff they got away with and the language, and there was a real macho culture. I mean, and you say all that the scariest thing of all is that it's literally, it was like, a few years ago. Oh, yeah, totally. That's the thing. That's the thing. It really, you know... Yeah, all I can say is, personally, it just gets easier with time. That's... I think that will be very comforting to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't Although, stress it enough. having Instagram when you're 75... Anyway... Um, well, who knows? Hopefully it'll be like my space and, yeah. you know, die. <laughs> okay, so do you consider yourself to be a spiritual person? If so, how does this play out into your daily life? I'm quite interested in, like, quantum physics mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that there's a, there's a real crossover. Like, the deeper you get into that kind of stuff, the more it's, like, actually, you know... It's just as wacky as, like, organized religion, and we don't really know what's out there. I mean, I'm also uh, a bit of a psychonaut, so I do, do, I, I do enjoy, you know, delving into the um, psychedelic world. And, uh, but I had, um, when I, a few years ago, I, had, um, I lost my, my best friend, um, and I think that was maybe uh, just coming to terms with like with, with a big loss like that and the way that you come to terms with the loss and kind of get your head around it um I think maybe that might have contributed to driving I don't know mm. but just being a you know, I guess one needs um some way to get through a grieving process yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I, I I kind of found solace in like I said, 
say more of like a, a, a quantum perspective or just thinking about it being like, you know, like what, what is, um, I wouldn't say the soul, but, you know, the certain energy of people and, and kind of our, our interconnectivity mm-hmm. and the way that... And now I'm far more prone to sort of like, I don't know, go more into... Not, Jungian stuff but like you know just kind of like like yeah just just yeah. see that we're, we're 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 a lot more connected in ways that we probably don't understand but you know we're, we're connected to to nature we're connected to the universe we're connected to um so yeah I don't know I mean it's not not something that I'm like you know completely obsessed with or anything but I guess that would be the nearest thing that I have to spirituality <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. In a way, it's just <laughs> as baffling as organized religion. I mean, totally. You know. Yeah. I just don't feel personally the need to. Um, I don't feel a need for a ritual necessarily, mm. um, and I don't feel a need to have shared views or beliefs when it comes to that kind of thing. I'm quite happy to kind of have my own view of it shift and morph over time and kind of like I think everyone's entitled to their own belief system and that's a beautiful thing about being a human being it's like you know voila and that some people do need something a lot more structured I think that's an important thing for a lot of people but I'd like to I think that I'm able to have my own strong morals and not have to be within the confines of anything too structured Mm -hmm. You have your own way of yeah. dealing with setbacks. There again, I think that age comes into it. You know, I think that it, the longer you're on this planet, the easier it is to just kind of see things for what they are and not get overwhelmed with um, a setback or not get overwhelmed with a failure and not kind of dwell on it and just be like, you know what, like, I know this, I've been here before. <laughs> I know that this is only temporary and, you know, something else is going to come along and you constantly are getting thrown sticks and it's just a matter of um, trying to keep yourself open and the more you can just kind of give yourself a break and be like, do you know what? It's okay. (laughs) Everything's going to be fine. (laughs) We're going to wake up the next morning, like... And there again, I think that... um, and to be able to laugh at oneself and not take oneself too seriously. Yes, you know? very good point. Going back to maybe one of your previous questions, one of the things I do kind of feel sometimes is just like that there's something kind of charmed about my life in the fact that I seem to have been given a pretty good hand, you know? And I don't... Or I've just been extremely lucky... But I, I, it's something that I'm grateful for <laughs> and that I'm very mindful of, you know, that not everyone gets dealt such a good hand. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've also been lucky in a way that I've never really broken through because I think that it's given me a lot more freedom to explore different things it's given me a lot more freedom to fail (laughs) without you know the pressure of it's a pretty gross industry the music industry and um and working in the underground I think that you're able to it's a lot more understanding and I wouldn't change that at all anymore I think that in my 20s I might have been striving for greater success but 
Um, in retrospect, I think that I, it's been good <laughs> that I never actually achieved that because with that comes its whole, a whole new set of... And I think a lot of the people I look at that <clears throat> did achieve success in their 20s, you know, it was just consumed and then they were thrown away. And I think that it's so much harder to continue when you've been to the top really early and you have that fall, you know. Whereas when you're just kind of cruising along underneath, <laughs> there's a <laughs> like lot more longevity. Great to, <laughs> It is, though. There's a lot more longevity to it. And, um, but if, you know, if nobody had ever liked what I did, <laughs> or if I never saw the record, or if no one had ever turned up to a show, then it would be a very different... You know, I probably wouldn't still be doing it. You know, you do need... <laughs> you do need a certain amount of support and recognition in order to keep at it. Um... I'm, I'm the only one in my family that's not really a intellectual in the sense that, you know, I left school when I was 15, never kind of pursued um, any studies. Mm. I've never read much. <laughs> I've never been very academic, you know, it's not to say that I'm daft, but um, but I think that, you know, my, my dad is, uh, he holds that, all of that stuff. Is quite important to him. So I think there's always been a sort of sense of like um, that I'm a, in that respect a bit of a disappointment and then also kind of a disconnect because we just aren't able to communicate. Getting my head around it in the sense that, you know, I wanted to be a free thinker and that I didn't want to have the confines of, of that um, being told how to think. You know, now I don't quite see it that way. I kind of regret the fact that I never went to university. And I'm like, oh, it's something that I'm quite slightly, like, um, I'm quite, uh, I wouldn't say, in, well, maybe insecure about it in certain circles, you know, when, I've, when I'm with people that are really, really, really well-read and, you know, bringing up all sorts of references that I don't really know. I'm like, oh, I sort of clam up and struggle to... Um, to hold my own in a conversation. Uh, having said all of that, though, do you have uh, a source of inspiration wherever, whatever, maybe your role model, um, not not your parents, but yeah, mm. anything like that? Um, yeah, my my mom's best friend is um, is an artist, this guy, Orif, um, and he played an integral part in my upbringing. Um, and he's somebody that I'm really close to who I've always kind of looked up to and who has definitely influenced me. Um, and he's somebody that I'm still in touch with on a regular basis. We, we write letters as opposed to, <laughs> to like, sort of communicate and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we still write letters. Um, but he's, he's an extraordinary human being. <laughs> Campus they come. <laughs> um, really, really, really clever. Very queer in the way he's lived his life and the art that he does. And I feel really lucky to have somebody like that in my life. He as well has, you know, he's, he's a, an incredibly prolific artist, but he's never achieved any great recognition um, but yeah, his sort of creative output is like crazy. And he's, you know, even though he's nearly 70, he's constantly doing new things oh, and new projects and he's constantly doing stuff and very special and reevaluating yeah. his place in the world. And, you know, he's. 
So who he is, what he does, what he symbolizes. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So your your aspirations when you were younger, maybe not what he did, but well, I remember when I was a kid, going like, I'm never going to be an artist because you know, <laughs> because he, he never had any money. <laughs> and then I ended up being an artist. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that I often wonder with if if I didn't have this person in my life, if 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 things would have turned out quite as I have, you know. Mm. How do you think you experience contentedness most truthfully? Is it through the little moments in daily life? Is it a rare occasion or both? Definitely through little moments, I think. I'm quite a, and that's something that I've learned over the years. Just to, I think, if you look too much of the big picture, it's really easy to get consumed with <laughs> dread. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's very important to kind of yeah. just be able to seize the small things that are around you and be able to be like, do you know what? And just, and also have a good sense of humor and just kind of yes. feel like, um, yeah, but definitely I think in the, the little things, uh, as well as working in music, I do quite a lot, a lot of volunteering with kids. And actually one like really good example of this was, um, I, I volunteer this program called Hackney Pirates, which is a program that helps, uh, kids improve their literacy confidence and perseverance and it's a really great program and I've been doing it for about four years now and we work one-on-one with with kids who have fallen behind for whatever reason there was this one particular girl who he was difficult but we really got on and we worked well together and so I ended up working with her quite a lot throughout the year and at the end of the year um there was this uh, they, they do this this sort of graduation ceremony and the parents or carers teachers are invited down and the kids all get up and they read a bit of writing that they've done um, over the year and this little girl really really struggled with her confidence and she didn't want to do it and she went and she locked herself in the toilet and so I managed to like get her lure her out of the toilet which was one thing and then we did a we did a rehearsal and she didn't want to get up on stage for the rehearsal anyway so I managed to like convince her to get up on stage in the agreement that I would read her writing so in the dress rehearsal you know I read the first bit of her writing and when and then when all the parents when all the adults came down the teachers and everything and the kids had to get up on stage again she was like I don't want to go I don't want to go and I was like come on let's just try so we were the very last ones and the microphone was getting passed down and by the time it got to us I like took it up to my mouth and I was about to read and she grabbed my arm and she took away the microphone and she read it and I was just like I mean I'll probably like well up thinking about it right now but it was just the most amazing thing to be able to share and to be a part of and it was just like fuck ultimately you know this is what it's all about it's like this this person who's you know and I just felt so lucky to be able to share in that moment and to kind of have that you know little and it's something that as you like but it's just, you know, just, just, I mean, that's just a tiny little moment in, and in the big picture, totally, you know, what, what's the significance of it? But just being able to have those moments in life that are just like, gosh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. Yeah. A, to be in a situation where you're able to have that, and then also just to be able to appreciate 
I do feel like there's a responsibility to be as open and understanding and as kind to each other as possible, which can sometimes be a real struggle. <laughs> but, it's, yep. you know, it's something that I'm like, I think is quite important. Um, have you ever been accused of being egocentric? <laughs> and if yes, how did that make you feel? Probably, yeah. Um... <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Made me feel defiant and <laughs> yeah, like they're wrong. But um yeah, I think that I probably have been perceived that way and it's made me feel like I was people weren't understanding me. <laughs> but also kind of made me laugh at myself and be like, actually yeah, I can totally see why people would think that. Um and maybe Maybe it's made me reevaluate a little bit about how I think that like all of the stuff that I'm saying, you know, go, going back to like the self-indulgent pursuit of art, you know, it's it's something that you kind of have to keep in check. And, you know, sometimes you do go in this really kind of drive where it's just like... Then again, you can't do it without not having... Of course, yeah, you do need to be egotistical. I mean, everyone, everyone's egotistical. Have you ever, have you ever watched the um, Adam Curtis documentary, Century of the Self? No, I haven't. Oh, check it out. It's great. But it, it looks at the the, um, the the 20th century and kind of the, the, the blossoming of this, like, culture of the individual and this cult of the individual and, and you know, how it's shifted our, our, like, how it's kind of influenced our, our modern world. But, yeah, I think that we are all essentially egotistical beings and even more so now there's a lot of encouragement. In the West. In that sense, yeah, in yeah. the West, yeah. It's really interesting you say that. As one quick anecdote I want to give, which is if you they did a study I think at Stanford where if you give um, young people an image of a fish tank, uh, people from the West will uh, just describe if they're asked to describe they will just describe the fish tank. People from the East, especially in Asia, will describe all the little details, and they did various studies basically to show that people from the West only think about themselves so if they saw a big fish in the fish tank they would say that's the big fish and that's that's it whereas people from the east always see everything connected interconnected mm-hmm. and it, it yeah it kind of confirms this 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 different way of seeing life yeah and it also governs politics it Completely. governs yeah everything it's fascinating yeah um, for you and again you've kind of described it, so you don't have to go into too much detail but how would you define success keeping a roof over my head and food in my belly. <laughs> and yeah. not causing any significant damage along the way, you know. Yeah. I think that success is quite an arbitrary thing in the sense that, yeah, I think probably from an outside perspective, people wouldn't necessarily view my career is particularly successful if that's just an example of it um but personally I think that I do have that sort of sense of gratification and that it's going going okay you know and I think <clears throat> I think that's something that's really important with regards to getting to <laughs> keeping out things <laughs> probably a, a lesson that I've learned <laughs> is that is it 
not to put too much on idea, like not to put too much pressure on yourself with regards to what other people deem success to be and to be able to find or feel that gratification in ways that might not necessarily be <laughs> the most conventional or might not be the way that you know our society considers I love that I love that and I think it needs to be emphasized <laughs> Yeah. But I think it's it's not set up for you to, yeah, to experience, you know, it's not. Yeah. And there again, going back to, I think, my life, you know, it's like the fact that, you know, I didn't necessarily have, my, you know, for my dad, but he wasn't around. <clears throat> but that I was independent from a really young age and that I left school. <laughs> like those kinds of ideas are really ingrained in you, really hammered into you through. You've not been, um, how do you say, brainwashed, yeah, well... Not to the extent yeah. of many people. Yeah, I think that it's probably something that, you yeah. know, you're, it's hammered into you through your whole education. And then you spend <laughs> the next 20 years trying, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to break free. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what characterizes living a good life to you as opposed to living in survival mode? I've never needed much money. <laughs> I've always managed to... I mean, I've, I've definitely lived in survival mode. When I first moved to London, I was very much living in survival mode. Um, and that came with the fact that, you know, I didn't have enough money to feed myself, so I was, you know, bin diving, going up Ridley Road, and didn't have money for the electric meter, and so I was living in the dark in winter, and... So I think my wow. my um <laughs> my expectations my expectations are, you know survival mode is as long as like I'm able to eat and keep my lights on <laughs> and have a roof over my head then that's good it's not about being able to afford new clothes being able to you know I'm quite lucky in that what I do I do get to travel so I'm, I'm able to get out of, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky in that I don't have to pay in order to go abroad. I, I run loads and I find that, you know, running is, you know, a sense of luxury because it takes up a lot of time. But it's something that you don't need, anybody can do it, you can just stick a pair of trainers on and go for a run. <laughs> and, um, but, but being able to, like, find fulfilment in those ways that are, are, disconnected from our consumerist world I think yeah with regards to surviving I think it's just being not having to rely on anything about yourself you know be it having enough money to you know just as long as yeah basic basic things roof over your head and feed in your body and then <laughs> yeah beautiful